said, oh, we're thinking of moving to Mexico. And those people said to me, we never regretted anything we did, only the things we didn't do. And I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Have you ever wanted to just pack up everything you owned and move to a new country? Welcome to Stories of Change and Creativity. I'm Judy Oscom, a professor in the School of Journalism and Mass Communication at Texas State University. I had the chance to visit San Miguel de Allende with my friend Wendy Conklin, founder of Chair Whimsy. While we were in San Miguel, we met up with artists Dan and Nisha Ferguson. Dan is a sculptor and Nisha is a painter. Together, they create beautiful ceramic and bronze works. Their business, or life passion, is called Denisha. Their website reads, Married in Life and Art. And art lovers all over the world appreciate their whimsical style and creative talent. Dan and Nisha's home and 3,000-square-foot studio is in the countryside outside of San Miguel. It's called Rancho Denisha. We sat in the kitchen around a farm table and talked about what led Dan and Nisha to Mexico. You'll hear about their journey to live an authentic, creative life. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. We had a lot of fun. And we moved here in 2001 from Toronto, and we brought our, our uh, business with our two children, packed them in a, uh, we bought a, a VW bus. A 1976 uh, VW, VW bus, bus for the trip. And we drove down, took six weeks to drive through the U.S., had a great time, had an adventure every time the VW bus broke down. That was six breakdowns. <laughs> and then we, And one of the breakdowns in New Orleans, we set up the tripod circus rig and performed in the French Quarter. Until the, <laughs> and like until the police chased us. Out. Yeah, we got chased away by the police. <laughs> so you're interviewing us here on our ranch. So we built our house outside of San Miguel in the countryside. And we have our house, our casita rentals, and our studio. And so that's where you are right now. So both of you are creatives. And tell me how you got started. You've, you've been a creative your entire life. Talk about that because you do everything. We've just toured the studio Talk a little bit about what you did, how you got into this. Well, my first of all, my grandmother's an artist. There's a painting over there. My mother was an artist, and so I was just always an artist. Then we went to art school. We, we, we went to Central Technical School in Toronto, and we met there. And I was going there for illustration. He was going there for sculpture. Well, no, I started with illustration and then quickly switched to sculpture. And then when we graduated and started together, we, we were together, we, I went to New York to try and do children's book illustration because that's what I wanted to do. But it was the recession in 1989. 1989 and there was just no work. So we came home and my grandmother said, oh, why don't you do some ceramics? You've got a kiln. And so I did and I was obsessed with buildings and I drew I made a city bowl. It there, was the first one. And actually, I'll go get it because I have it right There's here. the first city bowl. This is the first oh city bowl. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. That we ever made. My grandmother's like, why don't you cast a... Why don't you cast a... Wait, I'll sit down. <laughs> why don't you cast a salad bowl? You know how to make a bowl. Just cast a salad bowl. So yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. And here it is. Oh, my and this gosh. And was, this was 1991. And it was wow. the first city bowl because he had 
started doing sculpture. And so it wasn't long before we were like, maybe we should put the bowl on the back of this cow. <laughs> we did. Oh my gosh. And well, then it's really hard for the listeners to really see what we've just toured through and, and the fact that it's Rancho Denisha. Talk about the location and how you've built this whole thing. Well, we, we came down to San Miguel. We didn't know what we would end up doing or live where we knew we brought our business. So we knew what we were going to do. We did not know where we would end up living. And after a few years, we bought a piece of property from a friend of ours here on the mountain and then just started building. And uh, both of us, she, she used to make dollhouses when she was young and, do, and draw floor plans. And I built clubhouses on my uh, uh, Ontario cottage property all my <laughs> childhood. And so we were both perfectly adept at the building process, getting into the building process. We had never built a house. We didn't build it ourselves. We hired guys to build it, but we designed everything. Mm -hmm. So it's the greatest thing because in Mexico, in this climate, there's no restrictions. There's no zoning restrictions. So you can just build whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You don't have to uh, build crazy insulation like where we come from, you know, up, up in You don't need it here. You, you don't, don't need, need it. it. You don't, you don't it. have to worry about triple pane glass because it's freezing winter. You don't have to worry about furnaces and AC because the weather's perfect. And every, so you can build in stone. And so you just say, Fernando, Build this, and <laughs> yeah. Fernando builds it. Yeah, it's yeah. heaven. Yeah. Well, and the, the whole creative process, though this this podcast is called Stories of Change and Creativity. You are the living, breathing examples of that. <laughs> but how does that come to be? How do you come to that place? And how do you come to the place where you have the courage to just pack up and leave Canada and drive your and have your family down here? Well, we. Because we already were artists and we already worked for ourselves, the creativity part was there. And then when it came to leaving Canada, we we were living in a warehouse. The warehouses all were going condo. The prices were skyrocketing. And the idea of being able to live the kind of life we wanted to live, it just wasn't going to happen there. We look, looking to buy a house, couldn't afford it. We needed We need a massive ceramic studio. Where are we going to put that? You can't have kilns firing and, in a residential neighborhood. A, an inspiring uh, environment, and rural Ontario is, oh, yeah, is not it. that. Yeah, we could have moved. We could have moved out of Toronto, but no, we'd already done that. We'd lived yeah. for three years in rural Ontario. We went to the video store. We rented every video. We watched every single one. We walked around the IGA like for entertainment. It was enough. We had to go somewhere different. Yeah. And also, I do not like the winter. Yeah, and I take that seriously. <laughs> Well, what, what would you advise other creatives that are looking to make such a big shift and just really to reclaim their life? What, what advice would you give to them? I mean, it's a go for it. Yeah. Just yes. go for it. That's that. Sorry. I just totally interrupted, no, but 100% go for it. I remember when we were trying to think about whether we were going to actually move to Mexico, which I had never been to Mexico even before the day we moved here. Oh I had never gosh. been here. Um, I was on a plane. I was, re I was flying to Florida to visit my grandmother. I was reading a book and this couple, an older couple started chatting with me and they said, Oh, that's an interesting book. And I started talking and I said, Oh, we're thinking of moving to Mexico. And those people said to me, we never regretted anything we did, only the things we didn't do. And I was like, Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, we're going. So you did. And you're still here. 
Yeah. Yeah. And as, uh, I mean, everybody's situation is different and they're going to find their own way to do that. And we've met a lot of, since we moved to Mexico, met many different artists who live in San Miguel from all over the world. And then because we did the arts festival circuit in the U S for so many years, I met many, many artists and they're, they are, they come from every walk of life. They're very, some are very conservative. Some are wild and wacky and they have all different living situations. So, I mean, you, they can, you can find your creative situation in different ways. Each of you, and I, I, I really kind of try and get my guests to talk about their individual strengths. What individual strengths do you have that, that made all this work for you? You had the creative chops. You had that. But what... What in terms of like coming here and doing this? Well, or your your whole lifestyle, the whole creative lifestyle. What are your individual well, strengths? I can I can tell some of his or tell each other's. Yeah, yeah. He, he is he's like an architect designer. He's got the whole thing in his head, vision. So this house and everything where we're sitting, where all the houses are, how all the systems work. He did that. He just did it. He had it in his head. He has that strength. I do not have that. That's not me. But, but she's one of these people who can't sit down for five minutes and has to be busy every minute of the day and has to be sewing in front of the TV and all this sort of thing. You know, I, I, after 930, I'm, I'm done. But she's up till two in the morning doing other things after work. And so she's just like this little wind up toy that you just put down <laughs> and then she just starts doing everything all, all over the house. And so there's all these extra things that she does. So. That's how everything came to be here. Well, and the whole creative, you know, let's let's touch on that a little bit. I have a daughter who's very much like that. She is constantly busy, but it's just in her nature to create. She must create. You knew that when you were a child? Mm-hmm. I did. Wow. Well, we weren't given a choice anyway because my mother was an artist. My grandmother was an artist. And like when we were kids, we were not allowed to watch television and we had a whole bunch of stuff like I, we learned to sew, we learned to knit, we learned to tell her where you grew up. Oh, I grew up in Woodstock, New York. Oh yeah. So in shady, actually just outside of Woodstock. And we had the dollhouse. I learned to make little quilts for the dollhouse and little everything. We made everything. We did everything. We made everything. And then I get like really offended if I think I can't make something like that's like, what? Like, I have to. This is ridiculous. If I can't do it, oh, I know what. One of the things that makes me so mad is the lint, the lint chocolate. You just can't make those truffles as good as they are. And I'm just like so offended. Like, how come I can't just make the lint? It's not as good. But like I crochet because I want curtains. I need a quilt. I'm going to make it. I'm offended if I can't do it. So try and don't be afraid of just failure. Just go. Don't yeah. be afraid oh. of failure. Oh, the failure part is... You just have to you know push what? through. Yeah, you, you know have to what? push through the disaster. We we came here. We didn't speak any Spanish. Oh yeah, and then that. we learned how to speak Spanish. And so the process of speaking another language, the people who learn the quickest are the ones who are not afraid to make a fool of themselves and say stupid things, uh, which is what we are. <laughs> but that's up. The same thing applies if you're going to learn a, a, a craft or a technique or some art form. Exactly the same thing applies. Just go at it. Do stupid things, make a big mess, and that's how you learn. Yeah, totally agree. And then there's that thing of like, 
oh, look, I'm going to do this. I'm painting this. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. Look how beautiful it is. And then halfway through, you're like, what did I do? It's a disaster. It's hideous. I hate it. And then you're just like, just go, just keep going. And then by the end, you finish it. And then you're like super proud of yourself again and, and think you're a genius. Again. And that creation is what it was meant to be probably in it the is. first place. It is. And yeah. I have like a big policy with the sketchbooks, with the ceramics, with basically you can't mess it up. You just go over it again. Or you like change. If, you you change. just change it. If you made a big disaster, paint over that part and fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to look perfect either. Now we have a, an unusual situation because we collaborate. So we we're oh, two cool. artists working on on our 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 product, our sculptures, and so that is a and pros- you're married or your partner. And we're married, and we work all day long. And we look at each other all day long, twenty four hours a day. And so that is a process of uh, compromise. You learn how to compromise and you learn how to, and it's not an easy thing to learn and it takes many years. When you say you compromise, (laughs) you learn and I'm horrible. You're horrible at compromising? I don't compromise. She's I, make a, I make a huge fuss. She's horrible at compromising. I make a statement and he compromises. <laughs> yeah, but then I learn to wait it out. He does. And then you will, after two or three years, see my way. <laughs> Come to it's my true. Uh-huh. Oh, That's great. It's oh, that's true. true. Well, speaking of two to three years, look ahead five years. Where do you see yourself five years? We'll be right Still here. here. <laughs> Doing the exact Still same here, thing. Still here, creating artwork that people all over the world are buying. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll, be, we'll just be here. You come back in five years. We'll be same right. It'll be the same. We'll, we'll look It'll just be with more, <laughs> It'll th- be more, more things. Fantastic. There'll be more things in the house. There'll be more curtains hanging. But yeah, I mean, I feel very lucky. Like I said before, people do think like, oh, you're lucky you get to play with crayons all day. That's not true. It's a whole bunch of work. But I sit at my table. There's nothing more soothing for me than to go down, turn on a podcast, start painting start drawing Create. at my, at my table. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, I well, love it. The point she's making is, you know, people who, who, uh, become self-employed w- regardless of it's, whether it's art or widgets, whatever it's 80% marketing and sales and 20% design and production. Mm-hmm. And Wendy knows that what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that, you know, everybody who's looking from the outside in doesn't understand. Yeah. They think it's a hundred percent fun and fun and produ- creativity. Right. But you have to run a business. Yeah. And you have to also, you have to appeal to what people want. So you can't be like, oh, I only do this, right? Like they want this, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. And you put your touch to it, but you have to and, have a, and a market. It, it's a, it's a, it's, it'll be a job with restrictions and, and uh, guidelines. And so that can find you. And then that's the challenge. You have to make something that you like and that they like within those very strict uh, restrictions. Well, and we're sitting at the, at the farm table uh, in the beautiful countryside with Wendy Conklin, with Chair Whimsy. So we'll say that and say, uh, Wendy, we've just toured their beautiful place. Any final comments as we kind of sig out of this? No, I just, what I appreciate and love is what they've just said, how there's, you know, when you do things for clients, you have rules or boundaries or whatever. Like I need, I need, I need that. I need to know what can I do within, what are you expecting? Whatever color range, whatever fabric range or whatever, it's the same. So it's nice to hear other artists do the same as what I do. And we've just toured their facility, and it's just it's I amazing. Mean, it's impossible for the listeners to understand, Color. but look at the website. You'll be able to see some pictures. You'll see that. You'll be able to look at some of the products, and 
and uh, and get to know them even better. I just want to thank you guys for joining us today, and thank you for hosting us. Uh, you're welcome, you're Jerry. Welcome. Thank you for coming to visit. What fun. And Wendy, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. You can find more information about Dan and Nisha in the show notes. I've included a link to their website and also a link to Wendy's YouTube video so you can see the tour of the Denisha studio and come along with us on the tour. Please subscribe and rate the show. And remember, if you've got a story to share or know someone who does, reach out to me at judyoscom.com. And thanks for listening.